are listening to Chugga Talk with Ryan Murphy, a podcast by Pull Across Made Simple. This episode is brought to you by nobody yet, but if you're interested in advertising here, please email me at ryan at pullacrossmadesimple.com. We reach a truly global audience of fans and players. On this episode of Chucka Talk, you'll meet Charles Saucy of Saucy Farm. We are also joined by his breed manager, Ashley Barber. This is such a special interview because we discuss how Charles and his wife, Karen, came to own an Australian stock horse stud. And that stud carries on the legacy of my family's Keystone stud. He purchased both of our stallions, Hayden Satellite and Ballandown Zorro, a couple of years ago. We discuss their transition from reigning to polo cross eight years ago and much, much more. So listen closely and enjoy. Today we're interviewing Saucy Farm. We have Charles Saucy here. Charles and Karen own Saucy Farm. And then we've got Ashley Barber, the breed manager. Today we're going to find out more about the breeding operation, the Australian stock horses that they breed. But first, let's kind of get some background here on the polo cross side of things. Because I feel like, of course, anyone that has a stock horse gets started through polo cross. Charles, when did you get started in it? And Ashley as well. When did you get started in polo cross? I'll let Ashley go first because my story kind of involved Ashley. I got in, into polo cross anyway. She was one of the first ones in our club with, with my wife. I'll let Ashley go first on that. All right. I actually started in polo cross back in Florida with Charlie Horse when I was 15, 16 or so through Pony. I found it through Pony Club. Then Charlie Horse uh, did the cool thing where they actually had all these horses for us to play. Played through there. And then when I moved up to Mississippi, there wasn't anything. And then a cool thing happened when my sister-in-law said, hey, so-and-so named Dory Johnson's coming to uh, give a clinic for polo cross and I was still pregnant at the time so I couldn't do it I was like you should do it Dory came and gave a polo cross clinic and then Stacy and all them were hooked I got grandfathered in since I actually knew what I was doing out in the field <laughs> somewhat <laughs> Dory comes from pony club she's like a phenomenal rider horse person mm-hmm. so you got Dory she's one of the best polo cross teachers out there she's a lot yep. of fun so that was your start was that 2012 for your area Charles Stacy Upshaw and Karen and Ashley and a few other people started Grand Bay Polo Cross in 2012. Our, the little anniversary just popped up on Facebook, the memories, just a few days ago when they started it. It was pretty cool. And they started it. Karen and I had done raining and she worked at the hospital with Stacy. Stacy kept saying, hey, come out and try this. So she went out to a practice or a play day or a clinic or something that they had. I don't even remember now. She said she liked it, but she wanted to do it just kind of like a side thing for fun because we were still in raining pretty heavy. Her dad's a raining trainer. She just kept saying she's going to do it for fun and and it just got to be where it was more and more and raining was less and less and then next thing you know she's off traveling the country with Ashley and Stacy going to Charlie Horse. I think they went to Sandy Creek. Uh, yeah. Might have went to Harvest. I think she played for probably a year, year and a half before I ever really, I was working and you know, didn't have an interest in it. It was all girls, Stacy <laughs> and Ashley. I think Mary was there and Del and Margaret. Was, and I was like, that sounds like a girl thing. I'm not interested in that, you know. <laughs> Finally, she kept begging me to mow a field for her so she could practice. So we mowed oh, a field. And she uh, needed you, yeah. Practice or something at our house where everybody came up. I saw it and I was like, oh, that's not so bad. And just kind of started throwing the, the ball with her out there in the backyard and messing with the racket. I just got hooked. What does her dad think about it, that she abandoned her 
legacy and reigning. <laughs> he's just happy. He's just a horse lover, and uh, okay. you know, he, he's just a trainer. And he's always said that horse people are good people, and horses are good things to have. And raise your kid with horses, and you don't have to worry about a lot of the other problems that people have. So you know, horses keep you busy. So yeah, uh, he's excited, and and he lives uh, next door to our farm, so we see him all the time, and he's good with it. And he's actually come over a couple times and thrown the ball with us, but that's as far as it goes. We can't get him to come out more than for about five or ten minutes and oh and he disappears but i'm sure you get him involved with the horse side of things like story on a horse of course you're trying to ever switch them from reining to pull across taking the ones that don't yeah, make so it karen's when she started riding she took her reining horse I and mean, that was the only horses we had were reining horses brought to the practice and introduced him to the racket and the ball and slowly worked him in and reining horses are so handy you got a lot of maneuvers and moves and stops and spins and all that kind of stuff that sometimes come in handy for polo cross. She had a handy little horse. He worked out good. And then whenever I started playing, I had my reigning horse. And like I said, that was the only horses we had. So we had to make them work. They turned out good for us for a while. Had a kind of like a, not really a reject reiner, but a young one that was kind of hot. Sometimes hot horses make good polo cross horses. We had him. And, uh, his name was Cash. He was a great horse. Unfortunately, he colic and we lost him. This all happened over the course of a couple years from starting the club. And then when we had Cash and after that is when and we lost him. when I called Dory. I said, Dory, we've got to have a horse for polo cross. She said, you need to call these people. And that's how we got introduced to the Murphy. So it's interesting. And we got, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's this interesting cosmic thing. It's really weird. In 2012, that's when I took a break from polo cross. And I kind of left the world and uh, went to Zambia, went on a tour, kind of went out on top. And I took a break. And that's when you started playing polo cross. And when I was playing back then, I was with CBC, which is one of the bigger clubs in the country. We had a lot of kids from Pony Club. So in that time, you're building this Grand Bay Club, one of the biggest clubs in the country now, 25 players, not including the little one, apparently. You build this club, and then somehow, at the right time, you have this interest in sock horses, and you met my mom. We'll get to that, but it's kind of interesting. So we have this great connection in that way, the way that yeah. uh, you're, you're carrying on the legacy of the Australian sock horse by buying our stallions and our equipment and everything like that. But before we get to that, what's it like being a part of a big club? Because you guys have built a big, active club, and there aren't a lot of those in the United States right now. So what's that like? I think it's great. We've got, just like a lot of even small clubs, you've got 60-year-old players, and then you've got some 6 old players and that's exciting to watch whether they're an A grader or a D grader or they're just coming out for fun and I mean and horse people like I said that we've learned they're, they're all good people but pull across I feel are that kind of step up from there they're even better than just your normal horse, horse person I think it's a great thing it's been fun watching it you know like I said we started Ashley could tell you I don't know what you start with six or eight people Ashley initially eight, maybe yeah. eight and I think at once a couple of years ago we were up to like 32 or 33 and a couple of people have gotten out and a couple of people had a couple of had kids or whatever so they haven't really been riding the past couple of years Years. It's been a great thing. And, and we've gotten introduced to people like you from Pennsylvania and you live in the Northeast way up there that we would have never probably met you had it not been for polo cross and the, the horses. So right. it, it's been a great thing. Like I said, I came from CPC and before that I played for Lone Star and that was a big club. We sort of modeled the club structure. We had selectors for teams. When it gets big, you want to be fair and you want to do the right thing. What did your club do as far as setting up a structure and mimicking other buyers? laws from other clubs? Yeah, well, we kind of 
say Lone Star is our sister club. Ashley could probably tell you better than I could, but I know a lot of times I, I was president for the past four or five years. I'd call Prissy. She's ever knowledgeable Prissy. She's got an answer about everything related to Polo Cross. Talk to her. And then you've got Robbie and Heather Shuttles and Steph Shuttles and Renee Thompson. I mean, there's years and years and years of experience from all of them. That's the great thing that we really love about the sport. Everybody is so helpful. They want you to succeed. They want you to start a club. They want to help grow your club because it's growing the sport. It's good for them. It's just a great thing all around. So we, we really look to Lone Star. And really, besides Sandy Creek, they're probably our next closest club. So we followed a lot of what they did. And we, we got to 2016. We had team selectors for our nationals teams. The good slash bad thing about us is we've all kind of grown together a little bit. We all kind of went from D grade to C grade and C grade to B grade. And, and some have progressed a little faster and some not quite as fast. There's a core group of us that are all BC players right now that have been around for the whole time. We've grown together on the field and off the field. I mean, we've become good friends. It's not just polo cross and we're going to birthday parties for each other and hanging out when it's not even polo cross related. So That's awesome. So Ashley, what's your perspective on it being a part of a big club? I mean, who's your coach? How do you decide those things? <laughs> Someone has to be the boss when you got that many people. I mean, Stacy's bossy. <laughs> She is, but she's fun out on the field. <laughs> she takes her stress off the field. She's, I think she just has fun. It just depends from practice to practice because sometimes certain people can't go. I know a lot of times most people look towards us and the players that have been playing a little bit longer. I mean, it's just kind of, you know, we kind of want to, whoever's going to show up, we try to find something that somebody can get out of every time, you right. know, whether it be bouncing or if so-and-so's horse is new to the game, so we'll make sure we'll go slow we right. don't always have to you know help everybody else out they have a lot of clean too so we've had dory over and robbie and heather have come over roll's been here braxton gosh, prissy, and sure. oh, prissy came over uh last year i'm sure i'm forgetting somebody and i apologize but prissy. we've had yeah we've had a clinic just about every year i think for the past six years with a, a top level player or players whether it was a World Cup player or just a good, solid A-grade player that helped us out a lot. Definitely see you on the right trajectory as a club. I mean, I, I got, went to Lone Star last year, and I can tell that you're cut from the same cloth because I came from Lone Star. CPC came from Pony Club. A lot of Pony Club kids, very professional. We actually had Annie Deemer back in the day. He was uh, high up in the military, very structured. We had a lot of gung-ho parents in Pony Club. You guys are very professional. You do up your tails. You have clip mains. You look professional, which I think think is really important because I'm kind of old in the sport and I have like all my pet peeves and I want to see people well turned out and professional with good horse flesh that's well taken care of super fit so I got to see that so I could definitely tell that and you're basically on that cusp of I mean you're the next top a grade team I mean you're, you're just years from winning a nationals I mean that's just how it goes I mean we've all been a part of it Lone Star has chosen to recruit young players by procreating I know you've got your own kids but if you can find a way to keep getting those pony club kids even though pony clubs been a struggle bringing those younger players up keeping the low grades going you'll just keep rocking and rolling i just want to yeah. talk about your club because I'm, I'm we're very proud of it as the apa just to throw out some things here charles is a board member of the apa so am i so we, we support the association that way. Ashley's one of our certified coaches. So we're very excited to have Ashley as a part of that. Doing a lot of things to support the club. I mean, Stacy, she's the Central Zone rep. She's involved in so many different ways. You guys are really contributing to the APA. So that's a big thing. So I just, I want to talk about that. The last thing I want to talk about before we get into the horses and the stock horses, which are going to be fun. Charles, talk to me about the World Cup experience that you had. You oh my gosh, that's amazing. We 
got to know people in Polo Cross and you meet Braxton and and Wagner and Raul and Sarah and, and Steph Shuttles and all, all these people that are trying out, you're friends with them. It's like, man, I just, you know, can I talk about it? We got to make this happen. We got to go over there and support them. Everybody said, hey, that's the best polo cross you'll ever see ever. That's, you know, hands down the truth. I mean, the things that, you know, the best A grade game over here that you've ever seen, like times that times five, and that's a World Cup game, you know, and you've been there. So, it, and it was cool. It was, it was awesome to watch. It was awesome to watch the play. It was awesome to watch horses. And it's experience. Full across in Australia, you know, we're, we're 250, 300 members at the most. You go to Warwick and there's 3,000 people watching a game. And it's like you felt like you were at a college football game or a high school football game, you know, with, you know, the stands were full and people are standing on the end and they're standing where they shouldn't be because there's no room to see anywhere else. And it was just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So, and we met some great people out there. You talked to some other breeders and we talked to the grills, which was really cool. And they were super nice. Again, the Polo Cross people, hey, if you ever need help, call us. We'll, we'll, we'll help you out. We built some relationships down there that hopefully they'll blossom in the future for Australian stock horses. Right. The fact is, is you meet someone there and if you get along well, then you're invited there. They're invited here. Thank God that America has entertainment and Wranglers and cheaper Nikes. So they want to come here. <laughs> we have to lure them over. Yeah. Uh, once, you know, for that yeah, experience. <laughs> yeah. It's not Polo Cross that's going to get them here, I don't think. So. <laughs> right. They're not coming now, but maybe next year. That's a tremendous experience to be able to go to the World Cup and get you all pumped up. And, oh, it's a shock for sure. I mean, just that many horses yeah. on the grounds and camping out. And where did you guys stay? Oh, uh, we just stayed in a little hotel, like 10 minutes from the field in Warwick. It was a great little place and they took care of us there. They were very accommodating and it was nice. It was, I don't even remember the name of it. Um, now I'd have to ask Karen about it. It was a small place. There was like only eight or 10 friends and I think all of them were polo cross. It was us, uh, Renee Thompson and uh, her daughter Tally was there. Billy Shuttles and his kids were there. Daniel Johnson was there. Uh, APA umpire. Let's see, I, I think uh, Steph's grandparents or somebody stayed in the same hotel. I mean, it was the whole thing. American polo cross people, whether they were fans or husbands of Steph and Billy and Daniel was there. I mean, it was, it was a great time. We'd, we'd hang out at the field and we'd go back to the hotel and sit out there in the front and it was just like being at a polo cross tournament here in, in the state was it called the buckaroo because that's where we all stayed for the other world cup drive in a gate and then you were in, in a little courtyard yeah that's it yeah yeah that must be the yeah, buckaroo so many things have happened there my friend was the handler for my dad and he drove his camper into the hotel one of our teammates actually punched a hole in a door or something like that there's been a lot of things that have happened at that buckaroo motel ryan trueblood famously slapped his face with the racket i'm sure you've seen that video that was is that what happened is it at yeah that hotel? i hope it's that hotel because we've been supporting oh. it i feel like the u.s has dibs on that place now and do you know about this whole controversy about Billy Shuttles and Daniel. You know, I talked about this in a podcast. I know you were listening to podcasts, but Billy Billy streaked in 2008 for his oh, wife, yes. and he gets the World yeah. Cup. He's been training. He's probably lost. He's probably lost five pounds for the World Cup. You can probably see one ab. And who does the streaking? Daniel Johnson. Didn't, were you expecting Billy to do some streaking, or were you assuming it was just going to be Daniel? No, I didn't even know Daniel was supposed to be a part of it. Uh, I was a little. I'm, I'm not really ashamed of it, but I was supposed <laughs> to be there with Billy to help do a little streaking on the other side, I guess. And then I got there and I was like, really, man, there's kids out here. We can't do this. So I chickened out. I, I did chicken out. Billy, I guess he chickened out or Steph got a hold of him one or the other. Well, <laughs> I mean, then, that's why they make unitards. You know this. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, I just like a little controversy. So let's get into the stock horses and our main connection. Why don't you tell the story about how you met my mother and how you got involved with the stock horses and what it was about the stock horses that obviously you're involved with Polo Cross, but what really made you want to be the owner of a ASH stud farm? Okay, so our first stock horse was Hayden Satellite. And like you, I had said earlier, had a, a quarter horse that was a great little quarter horse. I think I was only playing C grade at the time, maybe D grade, I don't remember. But I mean, that horse, and Ashley could say, I mean, he was easily a B grade, possibly an A grade horse. He was fast and he had the moves and we actually got offered money for it, turned it down and we just loved him. And then when he passed, uh, that's when I called Dory and I said, Dory, we've got to have a horse to play polo cross. And I hadn't gotten super serious about it yet, but Karen was. At that time, she was practicing a lot. And on the weekend, she was going to Stacy's or her and Ashley were practicing, whatever, out in our field. And so that's when Dory said, hey, you need to call these people. And the initial phone call, I think Karen actually called your sister, Erin, right? I don't know exactly how that went down. but What year was that? 2016. And it was pretty, it happened pretty quick. It was like June or July. She flew up in like June, stayed there with Erin, your sister. She went to a practice or a play day or something that I think it was Sugarloaf was having maybe. Road Satellite, fell in love with them. We made a deal with your mom. She just flew up there so we couldn't get him back. And that's the same year that the South African guys came over and did the clinic in August and they came to Tennessee. So we got him shipped down to Tennessee to uh, to harvest, got him in August and she brought him home and just started working on him, which I mean, he was broken. I mean, you could tell more of the background on him than I could, Ryan. I mean, he, he was doing a little jumping. I think you guys had him kind of started in some polo or something. Yeah, he was handy. He was definitely handy, but not, yeah. not cracked, freshly right. uh, freshly yeah. cut from being a stallion. Collected him. We have frozen. It just, he just wasn't, he wasn't what they were looking for in Florida for polo at the time. Initially, what got us interested in, in kind of him was uh, we at least Zenith, Dory's super horror by Zorro. So there was a little connection there. And I, you know, when I called Zorro, Dory and was talking to her, I was like, look, you know, if there's any more horses like that one, you're not going to sell me that one. Help me out here. We got to have something like that. That's when she, she introduced us to you guys. So that was, Zenith was actually our first introduction to Australian stock horses. She's a, a first cross. She kind of spoiled us because that horse is amazing. And you ride that thing and then you, you don't want to ride anything else. <laughs> you know? so, so we were spoiled with that. And then she got satellite. Karen did, and she brought him home in August and started working on him. We took him to practices, and and he just got better and better and better. And I'm not a horse trainer. I, I couldn't train a stick horse. I'm just doing good enough when I played not to fall off. So uh, I don't know anything about training. That's Ashley and Karen's job, and they do a great job of it, and they make me look good whenever I do have a horse to go out and ride. We got satellite. She worked with him, and then we brought him to nationals. October 2016, that was our C-grade nationals. Our club was kind of really peaking about that point because we had spent all summer. Um, we were taking it so serious. We were doing two and three day practices. We'd set practices for the weekends and we'd go over on a Friday night. Stacy lives about 45, 50 minutes from us. So we'd go over to her place. We'd stay the night, camp out, and we'd practice Friday night and then Saturday morning and then Saturday evening and then Sunday morning and everybody go home at lunchtime on Sunday. We just spent a lot of time together. You either really learn to love somebody or really learn to hate somebody when you practice that much. Luckily for us, we're like a family. When we, just like any other club, you get mad at somebody, but you get over it because they're your friends. They might do something or practice you don't like or whatever, but you know, you work through it just like any other good relationship and Ashley and uh, her husband, Jeremy, probably Karen and I's best friends in Polo Cross, but we have got so 
many great friends through Polo Cross. And then our club, we're so close. You know, we hang out with Ashley and Jeremy away from Polo Cross. Stacy Upshaw and I just took a trip to Texas last week, which <laughs> yeah. is a little Polo Cross related. We were doing some horse dealing and all. So, but anyway, so that was our first introduction to Australian stock horses and and then how we got our first one in, in Hayden Satellite. And, and in that deal, at the time, I never thought or really dreamed or anything about cabin an Australian stock horse breeding operation. When Karen and I got married, I probably only sat on a horse twice in my whole life before Karen and I got married. Um, so I didn't grow up with horses like she did. I mean, she had a horse since she was born, you know, I think she was born on a horse or something. Um, I kind of married into it. Horse people are crazy, right? So (laughs) you didn't have a choice. Yeah. You know, and like I I followed her around the rain and I drove the truck and pulled the trailer. So her dad, you know, in raining, you're in a, in a a covered arena and you have a a pin. And after so many riders, they drag the pin. So for like two or three years, I was just a tractor driver because I didn't even ride. And I was just like, man, this is for the birds. I've got to do something different. So finally, once her dad, I said, look, I don't want to drive the tractor anymore. He said, we better start learning how to ride. And I said, okay, (laughs) I want to, I want to take you and I want you to treat me like I was a, eight-year-old little girl is coming to get lessons because I don't know what I'm doing at all. I did. And I kind of didn't tell Karen at first. I wasn't really sneaking it, but I just didn't tell her. Like I went out there a couple of times and I mean, I said, I want everything from how to saddle a horse to whatever I'm supposed to know how to do with horses. So he, he did. He taught me all that and took his time with me. And I'm sure he got aggravated a lot because I'm a 20 something year old guy and I'm out there just <laughs> going all over the place, not knowing what to do. But that's really the background for me and, and, and horses. So I, I never I never had any dream of having a stock horse, but through the reining and going to reinings and, and those horses are bred for that discipline just like right. a jumper would or, or, or just like whatever i got to look and you know you'd see a good horse or something that was built really nice and you're like oh that's a hollywood done horse or a smart chicolina or you know whatever and it's like oh okay so then i started looking at studs and i was like man that stud and that mare would, would make a really nice horse so that's when i started kind of getting interested in studs and everybody's like man you don't want a stud you don't make money with studs and they're trouble and they're more headache than they're worth and so I kind of didn't listen like always, and, you know, <laughs> getting to, to Zorro and, and how I actually met your mom. So I talked to your mom a couple of times through the whole Hayden satellite. Hey, we're going to buy him, you know, we're going to do this, you know, the checks in the mail kind of thing. One day I'm at work, I get a text message and it was like a screenshot of, of Keystone stock course, the, the, the ad that Zorro was for sale. Uh-huh. They sent this, I don't want to call their name because they're the guilty party and why I have a stud farm now, but it, it's Nicolina. I'm going to throw her out there. But anyway, she sent it. She's like, hey, look, it's for sale. And I don't, I just was like, I'm, I'm buying him. And I, I, I sent it back. I, I texted back. I was like, I'm buying him. Karen immediately responded like capital letters, no. <laughs> no, no, not. And so a couple hours later she called me and she's like you're not serious are you and I was like oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm I'm calling him I'm calling Maryland right now we're, we're buying Zorro so I don't know if your mom or your sister ever told you this story Ryan I had your mom's number already from when we talked to hate talked about hitting satellite so i call her up your mom was so sweet and she's like so soft-spoken i'm like hey miss Marilyn, it's charles i want to buy zorro and she just <laughs> kind of sat there and i i would love to know like to this day what she was kind of thinking at that moment like who is this idiot? <laughs> you know like and she talked for a few minutes and she didn't really say like okay or anything and, and then she says well charles you know i've got like three or four other people interested and i'm gonna think about it and i'll let you know ryan like my heart just drop oh like, my out of my body i was like yes it's about to go and then i was like i was like mad i'm like miss Marilyn, who wants to buy this horse you <laughs> tell me 
and she was, she was polite. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to tell you, you know, that's, that's between me and them. And, and I was like, okay. So well, I really want him to so think about it. So we hung up and that was one evening, I don't know, five or six o'clock. Uh, and so then that's the worst thing that could have happened to me. Cause, so then I get to sit in there and think about it all night. And I'm Karen. I'm like, she, you know, Karen's like, well, it wasn't meant to be, you know. Uh, oh, geez. And I'm like, no, no. Hey, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is meant to be. Zora is coming here. So I like called your mom the next day. And I'm like, all right, Miss Marilyn, you have to sell me this horse because <laughs> I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And we're going to breed this many horses and this many mares. We're just going to put Zorro everywhere. And I think she just thought, I need to hang up on this guy or something. <laughs> she had to think I was a crazy person. And then after I tell her all that, she's like, okay, Charles, well, I'm going to think about it, and I'll let you know. And I was like, golly. Think about Fails. this, you know? Yeah, there's probably no one else out there. It was just you, right? She's just playing hard to get. Um, no, no. I, I found out there was a couple people that had called, and I don't know if they were as serious about it, you know, actually buying him as I was, but I, I was serious. So then I'm sit, sitting there thinking, and then I was like, man, I don't know the first thing about this stuff. I just want a stud horse, and I know Australian stock horses are the way to go. I need some help. And I called Ashley, and I was like, hey, so if I get this horse, <laughs> I'm going to need help. <laughs> and Luckily, after, you know, twisting her arm and making a lot of promises that I may or may not have kept yet, I don't know, uh, she agreed to, to help us out with it. Here we are. So we, ha we have Hayden Satellite, who's gelded, but we do have frozen semen for him, and we have Zorro. We are very proud of both of them. I think I've done, Ryan, everything that I told your mom I would. I told her, you know, I wanted to keep these two studs together because they're the only two. Well, there's one in California, but not really for polo cross, but I wanted to keep these two studs together because she had them. I wanted to keep them together and I wanted to start promoting them for polo cross and work in equitation or hunter jumper or whatever and, and I don't know a lot I, like I said before I started in reining so I know a lot about some western riding you know working cow horse and cutting and that kind of stuff but I don't know the dressage and the jumper and the work in equitation stuff but I, I'm we're, we're transitioning to that because stock horses are not just good for polo cross they're good for so much more than just that and that's what we loved about stock horses their mind is it's you know we haven't really found one that doesn't have have it between the ears you know right. so to speak and they've got stamina they have quickness and they have so many things and a lot of them are easy keepers and you know it's, i mean they've got good feet and it's just like man you just you really got to kind of pick through the barrel to even find a kind of bad one so to speak and I, I'm, I'm sure they're out there but they're just across the board a lot higher in each category to us than than some others would be so ashley you he says i'm gonna start a stud right and you're used to probably more of the cow horse right more of the quarter horse type right what yes. you were used to training right more western mm -hmm. right West, more Western than English. Well, you were in Pony Club, though. Jeremy and I have a pretty good mix. He brings the Western, and I bring the English to our dynamic That's great. Duo. Now, so now you start interacting with Satellite, and well, you, you've had interaction with Satellite, and you start having interaction with Zorro and that offspring. So what's the difference? I mean, you're obviously someone who's trained horses and trained other types. So tell me about the difference, what you've seen in your interaction with them. Well, I, I really, they're kind of cool. Like the our quarter horses, we have some, my husband's little horse, she's talented, but she's kind of have to make sure she's fit. And, you know, you have to, she will get winded sometimes. And man, these guys, they can, they can be out on the field going up and down. And it seems like, shoot, half the time satellites never out of breath. <laughs> And I mean, he's, and he's, and he's a big guy. So, I mean, it's just the way that they've bred these horses to play the sport and not only, not only polo cross, but I mean, that could translate to, you know, what Andrew Deemer does with 
his mayor, his Zorro mayor yeah. with eventing here, you know? And and I know Zorro has a couple others that are, are eventing it, but it's just, you know, it's it seems like it's almost the perfect blend to be able to do anything you want. And you've got a couple now that are close to being broke, right? You got a couple two-year-olds? They are yearlings. Uh, no. Oh, you have a yearling. Yeah, okay. we have uh, that deal that we worked out with your mom was when we bought satellite, she still had all the semen, but we said we wanted one of the breedings. So two years ago, we had a thoroughbred mare that had produced some polo babies that were doing pretty good on the polo field. So we bred her to satellite, had a beautiful little gray colt who uh, got gelded a few months ago. So then we have him and that was our first. And we, we had that baby before we really, I guess, said that we had Saucy Farm, so to speak, because we knew, I mean, we bred him before we ever bought Zorro. He was born after we got Zorro, but we knew, you know, we wanted some stock horse bloodlines here. Then we, we recently bought a little mare from Kelly Campbell in Texas, who is just amazing with stock horses here in the U.S. I come from construction and business and, and a lot of competition and all, and I was a little nervous when we bought Zorro and we had satellite and we're going to start advertising how are somebody like Kelly or even uh, John Thompson out in California has the stud out there. How are they going to, am I their competition or not? And how are they going to receive me? And it's been with open arms. You know, I can call Kelly and ask her anything she'd answer. She's just the sweetest lady. John has called and, and you know, we've talked about horses for two hours. The last time he and I spoke, we're probably going to do some kind of trading on some things here in the future. They've been very helpful to us, you know, because like I said, I didn't know anything about this stuff as far as breeding or having a stud farm or anything like that. But it was something that I, I had a a dream of one day having a stud, you know, having maybe not even as much as I have now. We have, I don't know, actually how many, eight mares out there. Not all of them are bred. They're not all brood mares. A couple of them are playing mares, but seven or eight mares out in the big field and three of them are bred to Zorro. We didn't breed any to satellite this year. The one that we wanted, uh, we had some issues with her, so she didn't get bred, but we'll definitely swap up next year and have some some more satellite babies or a breed for some satellite babies next year. You've done a lot in the last couple of years. Let's step back a step here. The name of that first horse that you had, right? Is that Murphy that you were talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so you named it after the Murphys, which I appreciate my mom. That's, that's, that was such an honor when, when I saw that, that just meant a lot to us when that happened. Tell the story of the polo horses and the airplane and all this happened last year. Okay. (laughs) It's, help from you actually because uh your your buddy uh Saeed Joseph Joseph. yep okay so so he's down in Alabama at Apollo barn and which is about three and a half hours from us outside of my yeah so he's right oh okay yeah so he's like three and a half hours from us and he has a Zorro baby that he got from you guys and I think she's Three, she's probably four now. So they called yep. us last year, the guy that plays polo, and he's like, hey, we have this Zorro baby here, and this thing is amazing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what horse you're talking about. <laughs> he's like, I've got six mares that I want to breed to Zorro. And I was like, oh gosh. Was that Sain or that, was that the Patron? That was the Patron that he, okay. that he works for. The, the Patron called me, and uh, he says, you know, I, I want to breed six mares. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this probably doesn't happen every day for a breeder. So I was like, calling Ashley, I was like, you're not going to believe this this guy wants to breed six horses you know and then we were excited and then ultimately you know the goal was and this is something that we're working on it's a lot harder or slower than i really anticipated but we want to get into the polo world but you know we want to do some other things and, and, and i'll talk about that later but you know one of the goals is because polo cross polo are, are so somewhat closely related 
that was the thing. It was like, hey, these stock horses, they can run with the best thoroughbred. You know, they've got the stamina. They've got the speed. They've got the agility. They've got the mind to be trained for this game. I want to see a stock horse on the polo field. And there might be, well, you know, we know of one Zorro baby that's out there. And there might be one other one somewhere, which Zenith, another Zorro baby, is playing polo now in Texas. But, yeah, that's where we wanted to go. That was kind of like the first thing of like, hey, and polo, the polo world we're finding out is a little bit different. They, they, the way they breed and buy horses um, is a lot different than polo cross. So it's not as easy to to break into that market. But we're, we're getting there, and it was a huge compliment. Especially, you know, your mom would be proud that hey, this guy saw a baby that's just a first cross stock horse by Zorro, and now wants to spend a lot of money and breed six horses. I mean, I was just like blown away by it. I that, don't even you know, think he was broke yet either when they called when they called oh geez wasn't even broke well, I think, just like the- i think he was no, like two they, no i had talked to Sain and i think they had just started breaking them and they loved it's a philly right ryan that he has a, a, i think so yeah Sain has they loved the way her mind was and how quickly she was coming and you know he had told me he's like man this horse is leaps and bounds above our thoroughbreds and any of these other the argentine polo ponies that they had he's like we've got to have more of these i mean it was just a huge compliment and just like a for somebody to call and want that many at once was just like oh my gosh you know it was like probably every breeder's dream you know no matter how big of a of a breeding or a stud horse that you have or a stud farm you have if one person calls and says i'm breeding six horses to your stud that's got to be like i don't know top, top five or top ten for things that a, a, a stud owner wants to hear you know so it's just right. like whoo so we were and we start talking about are his mares ready is he having them checked when are we going to ship everything and he calls me like two days later and says i've got three of them that are ready right now i'm like uh this is in the afternoon i was like man i i don't think i can get it shipped to you by tomorrow you know (laughs) he's like no we've got to have it today the vet says they're going to be ready in the morning (laughs) and i was like uh man you know at that point i'm like i don't know what to tell you he's like how close are you to an airport? Like, there's one 10 minutes away. He's like, tell me the name of the airport and can you have a, the, the steam in there in two hours? Uh, yeah, I guess. So uh, I call Ashley. I'm like, we got to get Zora collected. They're sending a plane or something. I don't even know. Just go to the airport. So oh my gosh. Ashley goes and gets it collected. So I bring it to the airport. This guy flies. He lands on the plane. It's on our Facebook page at, at Saucy Farm. And he lands the plane. He like taxis up. I'm like, hey, man, uh, you got to keep this cool. And he's like, okay, I'll be there in 40 minutes. And he puts it in the passenger seat and uh, puts the seatbelt around it and takes off. He wasn't on the ground. He wasn't on the ground five minutes and he was gone. So that was our, that was our cool, really exciting. Somebody's got to have Zorro babies quick. Oh my uh, gosh. Story. It was really cool. When did that happen? Because they should be dropping by now, right? They should have dropped. He had some problems with some of his mares and I don't think they got cycled right. So they actually didn't get any of them pregnant last oh, year, man. which was disappointing. Yeah, I know. He called us and said, hey, I understand that you guys have a lot of luck getting mares pregnant with you and your vet and all. And, and we have a great vet. Dr. Royals, I should give him a shout-out. Yeah, yeah, give him a shout-out because he's got the, the magic, the voodoo, whatever you want to call it, of collecting and, and sending out and even getting mares pregnant. He calls and he says, hey, we understand you have good luck, and is it okay if we send them, send our mares over there? And we're not really, at our farm, not really set up to board a bunch of horses. But I was like, man, you could call the vet and see if he can take them. So he sent eight mares down just a few weeks ago to get bred. They're all going home. They've all been AI'd, and they're all going home when Monday, Ashley, I think it is. Yeah. Zorro has been at the 
that it was easier for us just to bring him there and leave him at the vet. He's been at the vet for like the past two weeks, just living the, the stud life, you know? <laughs> so he's got eight mares there. So he's they just picked up the best. Mares that are in heat. Stud in the barn uh, of, of every stud horse's dream, um, yeah. cycling mares. <laughs> so okay. he's living up, but they're all done. He to come home tomorrow so he'll be back back at saucy farm tomorrow i miss him i don't know why i look out this paddock it's directly behind our house and every day i look out there uh can i sit out back and drink our coffee in the mornings i'm like man i don't it's kind of like lonely back there without him there and he, he always hollers at me in the morning to make sure i don't forget to feed him or anything like that how long does it take to know if they're all if they're in full they haven't been there long enough they'll do like a two-week check okay uh, to check for the embryo and all and they'll do a 30-day heartbeat check so they've only been there a couple weeks and they just we they short cycled a couple of them and then a couple of them you know it was a natural thing what'd you say ashley the last ones were ai'd yesterday so it'll be a yeah. couple weeks okay all right he's yeah, done so his we job won't know. Uh, zoro's done he's happy so a couple of them will know in probably like a week because they were done about a week ago and then the last few like she said we're done yet yesterday it'll be a couple weeks before we know about them that's like like our last hurrah for the breeding season because you know we're in south mississippi I think the temperature today was 98 when you get him all riled up and, and he's got one thing on his mind it, it pulls him down a lot you know like any other stud would be he's only got one thing on his mind and and, and the heat kind of takes it out of him <laughs> <laughs> he gets worn out quickly uh, about polo i was connected uh, i i was assistant coach for polo and i was involved in that world for a couple years i talked to this guy in california and what he used to do is he used to go to argentina he and his wife over the course of a year they tried over 600 horses between him and his wife they were trying them out for amateurs so not top players necessarily maybe two three maybe one to two goalers Right. So not uh, big time players. He required them to go down there, try the horses out, make that connection, make sure that they're comfortable. And then they would ship them back. And this costs roughly 30,000 minimum. I mean, you've got to ship them. You've got, you know, these operations down there in Argentina are just crazy. There's hundreds of horses. There's a bunch of kids running around that are managing these farms and big gates. And, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. But Zaro, you know, Zaro has polo mallets on his hip. I mean, he is a polo stallion is it south australia or victoria which i think it was south australia where mom got him from and then hayden satellite closely related to one of the top players in the world played this played this horse named migadita gatita was a hayden stallion horse there have been some top australian sock horses playing polo dominating that sport and like you said it is tough to get into that market especially the top players are sort of used to their argentine polo horses but what that guy said to me, the guy from California, one of the top players or the top coaches over there, and he ran a, ran a big facility. He said the amateurs, those one to two goalers, those American players, they're very open. Those patrons are very open to doesn't matter what the breed is as long as they get the job done. And so I think that's where you may right. have hit. Um, I'm not sure the, the number of goals of that patron, but but I don't think it was like a four or five goal patron. It was probably they're probably playing eight a goal polo or something I yeah I, I never asked him uh, about all that i probably should have oh but, but no I, I didn't ask so think about that's great that they've found a horse that they really like and trust i've had my horse uh gunner play polo before and he did really well hopefully that works out and you know you can get into that market so tell me more about what your vision is for the future what you'd like to do i, I want to keep promoting stock horses and Karen and I play polo cross, so a lot of that's going to be revolved around polo cross and polo. We've taken, uh, she's taken satellite to a couple working equitation classes or 
clinic, she's going to try to kind of break into that little world eventually. But, you know, with, with our Western background, and, and Zorro has some camp drafting bloodlines there that when we were actually at the World Cup and, and I got to talking to some, some guys down there and told them, you know, hey, I've got this stud horse in America. And they're like, oh, what is it? And, you know, we showed them. And they're like, oh, man, this is awesome camp drafting bloodlines here, you know, and they, they, you know, they start naming off, oh, this one is related to here. And this one was a national champion in 2008. And, you know, it just went on and on. And ultimately, I want a stock horse in some Western classes. And I know that they can they can go there. I know they can compete. I know that people are going to turn their nose up to them because they're so stuck on the little AQHA horses, which there's nothing wrong with. I think if more people would give the Australian stock horse a chance, they'd find the versatility that they have athleticism that they have and then just the intelligence that they have that they can you know the, the slogan that they have for the Australian stock horse is like the, the breed for every need you couldn't have pinned it any better than that like whoever created that I hope they're on a beach drinking mixed drink for the rest of their life that nails a stock horse like to the T right so we take satellite on trail rides and He's funny because uh, he's the biggest horse in our barn, but he's also the biggest baby, you know, uh, and he's got such a person. He's funny, and he loves kids, little kids. My kids uh, can go up to him, and he'll just put his head down, and they'll just hold his head, and he doesn't oh. move. The dog, I mean, he, a dog walks by him. He'll, he'll lick the dog, not the dog lick him. It's funny, <laughs> and he's just got good personality, and Zorro's the same way. He's not as loving on dogs, but uh, he... I mean, they just, they have good minds. They have good temperament. I want to see a stock horse in a, in a Western class, probably start off with the Zorro baby and like some uh, working cow horse or some reigning cow horse type work because of the, that cow background that he has. Karen's dad being a reigning trainer, I keep telling him one day I'm going to bring a horse over there and he's not going to ask what it is or where it's from or anything about it, but he's just going to, he's going to start training it. And uh, he's going to, and, and he would tell me if it's going to make it or not. And that's my goal here in, in the future and, and really just promote the breed all around. The breed for every need that that's they couldn't have dreamed up anything any better than that. You talk about working cows. I mean, that's different than raining because raining is out there doing patterns and right. their nose is a little bit more to the ground. Right. Didn't you tell me a story about satellite going to a, a practice and turning some heads? Yeah, I was at the arena. So one of the one of the guys was a couple years ago in the winter time down here. We get a lot of rain. Sometimes the field is just too wet or it's literally raining and we can't ride. We worked out a deal for our club like on Tuesday night we go to an arena it's kind of centrally located for our club probably i don't know 35 or so minutes from our farm it's probably you know 35 or 40 minutes from other people and then five minutes from some but so we'd go down there just practice in the arena and you know there's not a whole lot you can do in the arena other than maybe condition a horse but we work on stuff like lineup passes and even you know maybe do a one verse three type thing for just some drills or whatever and, and it really helped us out a lot you definitely learn how to pick up the ball in dirt right you know where it's uh, all chopped up and you really gotta you really gotta dig and practice your form and make sure you're standing up and all those Dory Johnson things uh, start coming into your mind about standing up and bending over and, 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 you know, all those things. So he was down there and Karen, not even really asking him, just kind of started. This guy had some cows. They had done a, a like a little team pinning type thing. And he just started kind of doing his thing. And she just kind of let him go. And he kind of cut him for a few minutes. And then she put him off. And it, it was pretty cool. You know, he had never really been around them formally trained to do anything like that but he was he was there and he was tuned in so it, it was cool yeah he's definitely one of the stockier 
types of the stock horses. He's thick, but he's like any other stock horse. I mean, what sets him apart from a quarter horse is that they're built uphill. They're a little bit more uphill. The shoulders up. You're, if you're working a cow, they're they're more up than they are down, which is just different. Just as talented, can work cows and all that. Speaking of satellite, how quickly did satellite win best playing pony? Second, Second. Yeah. So actually, his first tournament was. 2016 national. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, but he's, he started playing in the summer. We bought him in June, but we didn't actually get possession of him until August. So we got him August, and Karen immediately brought him home and started working him with the ball and racket. And Karen is a beautiful rider. I am not. <laughs> she has to have, and she's perfectionist, so she has to have everything. Like, it has to have its head here and do this, and everything has to be perfect. And I'm just like, man, I don't know what you're asking for, but as long as this horse will turn around fast, that's all I care about. So she definitely has made me a better horseman so she started working with him and his first tournament was was nationals c-grade nationals 2016 ashley karen tristan cole were on a team well they were on a section and then jeremy ashley's husband steve wiggins cowboy steve's out there i hope you listen to this what's up cowboy steve <laughs> and myself we were the other section for that team and you can you could just see it from his first chukka to his second one to yeah. into his second game we, we played we five games that, yeah. for nationals that year, and he just got better and better and better. And that dude, you know, he's a big horse. He's 15-3, but he's so wide. He's so funny because when you watch him, he's like kind of like the man amongst boys thing where he's running, and you don't really think he's running fast because he doesn't look like it, but then he's like in the lead and nobody's beating him, and you're like, what the heck? So it's pretty funny, but that tournament, he just got better and better and better, and he's a big brick wall. You're not pushing through him and he's really smart Karen plays the one and the three he's an awesome three horse he's kind of a little bit of a bully in the area which you need with the three horse he, he's not going to let you come around him he's not going to let you go through him and you're not going to go through him because he's so big so he's 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 a he's a really cool horse yeah. and uh then his second tournament that was uh Lone Star I think Lone. wasn't it Ashley after mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I think Lone Star his second tournament uh best playing horse and he's gotten a couple more since then, and he's just a cool horse, man. And, you know, your your mom had him first, so he's probably like, you know, he's got the most babies out there. He's got the most skit on the ground. But you look at the few babies that Satellite does have, and they're all they're all great horses. Right. You've got Moonshine out there, a great horse. Eclipse is out there. Well, she's not out there anymore. She's pregnant now. Um, but that was an awesome horse. I mean, they had her in the in the test match, the USA team in Ireland last year before the World Cup. And Debbie Harris just rode that horse. Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, it was awesome. He's got some great babies out there as well. Satellite's younger than um, Zorro is. Maybe not as many people know about him or, you know, he hasn't had the chance to prove himself. But we feel he's just as good as a sire as, as Zorro is. Excited about our yearly that we have built super nice got great confirmation he's a, a pretty gray the, the, the mayor was a gray horse and uh he, he's still young so he's dark gray right now he's really cool color but he's he's a cool little horse too so we're, we're excited about him and, and where he's gonna go and what what he's gonna turn into in three years or so we do have a zorro weanling that we're super proud of he's built really nice and i'm actually probably going to post some pictures of him today or tomorrow on our facebook page he's super cute little guy got great confirmation his mom is an argentine polo pony that i actually got from robbie shuttles and that's a pretty funny story too she's one of my favorite horses to play she's just a fun horse just a good little horse quick i got her because uh, i had a, a little stocky quarter horse and he bumped his leg or somebody bumped his leg in practice and he got a 
bruise on his tendon and Lone Star Tournament was a week away and the vet comes out and says, hey man, no no long-term damage, but he needs two weeks off. So I hated to make the call, but I called Robbie Shuttles and this is the best thing that I found about Polo Cross. The people just, because they love the sport, they want you to be there. So I'm like, hey, we're still coming, but my horse is hurt and I don't have anything to ride, but Karen's coming and we're going to come hang out. And he's like, oh no, I got a horse you can ride. And, and Robbie, you know, I love him. He's so cool. And you're like, man, I was telling Karen after I hang up with him, I'm like, he says he has a horse for me. And she says, <laughs> she knows what kind of rider I am. I'm not the best rider. Ryan, you see me ride. See, Ashley and Karen are always, they're my horse. Ashley's my horse wife, as we say, because she's always like, Charles, do this. Like, I, I'm not doing that. My wife said to do something for so. But anyway, so I go to Robbie's and he has this little Argentine polo mare and I get on her and I ride her for like 10 minutes and I'm just, it's different style riding, you know, she's got different cues and just stuff. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I get off of the horse and we get in the truck. And now this is like on Friday night, right? So we're yeah. supposed to play Saturday morning. And Karen's like, what did you think? She, that's a cute horse. And I was like, if I don't fall off of that horse this weekend, it'll be a miracle. You know? <laughs> so she's, she's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I've never felt so uncomfortable in my life as I did on that horse. for ten. And it was funny because I get out there and I'm like a little cautious. It's not my horse. You know, and that's one thing in raining. You don't borrow horses. So I never really borrowed a horse from anybody and trying to be careful with her. I don't want her to get hurt, you know, and, and I don't know her come off the field after the first chuck and Robbie's like what are you doing and I said uh I don't know this horse you know and he's like man you gotta forget all that and just go play just forget all that and just go and that's like true Robbie Shuttles fashion you know just go play come on Charles stuff. come on Charles yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah so he's yelling at me on the sideline kicker you know go and, and shoot it and all this stuff yeah yeah so he does that and, and just like after that I kind of just listened to him I was like all right I'm just gonna go play I'm gonna hang on and you can use two hands to hold your saddle and pull across if you have to or whatever so I, I just you know I'm running up and down the field and it just got better and better and better every chucka and at the end of the weekend I'm like hey man this horse is going home with me he's like oh no she's not for sale I was like, oh, yes, she is she's, she's, so, she, she turned out to be a, a really good horse she's just super laid back nothing bothers her Ashley and I when we were talking last spring about who we were going to breed we didn't really have a lot of brood mares first we got Zorro the end of 2018 I think we only had I don't know Ashley what three or four horses and two of them were studs so or one of them was a stud and one of them satellite and one of them's a plain mare and then one of them's like my old reigning horse and I'm like Ashley I don't <laughs> we're doing terrible as a stud farm we've got four horses that, you know we don't have any brood mares so I, I bring her home and she's like Charles you got to breed her man that horse is so nice and good-minded and she's you know nice and athletic so we bred her and her baby's super cute and we're super excited about it we, we said he's for sale and I stand by that right now but you know I, uh the older he gets the more I'm gonna I'm gonna keep liking him and, and if we ever get to breaking him and training him it's gonna be he'll probably end up staying here or something because yeah. you know i have we have zoro right and we don't have a zoro baby to, to play or to ride and people that have those babies the zoro horses they don't want to sell them you know because they know what right. they've got you know that we've tried to buy a horse from you before and you you refuse so. right i've got i've got a satellite baby that you uh you want to yeah. you want badly yeah um aurora you're in one turn yeah, yeah, my wife wants. I know, yeah. I know. I mean, so. having having a full a full uh, stock horse broodmare is pretty valuable. I get it. Yeah, uh, and it really is. That's kind of our uphill climb as far as bloodlines and where we go from here. You know, I mean, there's a lot of great thoroughbred mares out there that 
playing polo and they're playing polo cross and they'd make great babies with Zorro or Satellite. But, you know, we really want to keep that Australian stock horse bloodline and, and start getting, you know, some, some full-blooded stock horses here in the U.S. And, and it's going to take some maneuvering on our part. And we, we are going to have to get some. This year, we got some some Stonebrook Fenno semen um, that we're, we're carrying in our here at the farm and, and we'll ship out to anybody that wants it. And, and that's something that we're going to have to do. We're going to have to breed some of those horses to some outside studs so that, you know, later on we can cross them with our studs and, and try to help those lines out as far as heritage stock horses go. That's kind of our long-term goal is, is really getting more stock horses, uh, purebred stock horses here um, that are good for, you know, performance activities and then, and then, Western and, and anything else, hunter jumper, working equitation, those things too. So that's our long-term goal. And, and it's really thought it would might be like a three to five year plan. It's really more like a five to 10 year plan because really, you know, you have a, we have a yearling, the satellite yearling that's out there now. And I mean, he, he's going to be what, four or five before he really hits the field good. And you see what you have with him. You know, we're going to take them along slow. We're not going to do like a lot of the Western disciplines do and start breaking them when they're 18 months or 20 months or whatever. And, and wear them out early and and you know that doesn't do anything for the horse it doesn't do anything for you know your sport if every horse you get when it's 10 it's lame and got arthritis so we're going to take them along a little bit slower and really take our time promoting them and and take our time and, and breed responsibly is what I was saying. So many people, they think just across a good stud with a, just any old mare that they're going to get a great horse. Well, it's not just the stud. In fact, sometimes people will tell you it's more more mare than stud, you know? Right. So that's why that was important for us to find you know I, I say confirmation stuff but if you go out and look at our mares that we have bred right now that are bred to Zorro you look at them you might say hey that's not the best confirmation bred mare out there but that mare has done something she's been successful on the polo cross field she's been successful on the polo field she's been successful on the rain in the raining pen and that's w- what we want we're not being as picky as we'd say necessarily like to be and not as picky as we would be in the future but eventually we're going to get to where hey we're going to breed our mares to Zorro, Satellite, whichever, and they're going to be the the good mares, the good playing mares, the good-minded mares, the good confirmation mares, and we're hoping to turn out some very top horses out of that. And that's our kind of long-term goal for that in the stock horse here in the U.S. Because there's just so many Zorro babies out there, and you're looking to outside bloodlines, you're forced to breed to mares from other disciplines, which is probably a good thing because right. you're, you're trying to do that anyways. And at the same time, you probably got your eye on that that little colt thinking, oh, I want one for the future, right? I need a stallion for the future, right? Well, he's first cross, so he's got to get cut. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but we do have a plan. I mean, Zorro's 20, right? So, yeah. and, and unfortunately, we all don't live forever. So, it's been the conversation that Ashley and I have had a lot about a replacement or a, a adder to our farm as far as the future. And w- what are we going to look like in five years? We've got an idea. You know, we, we got a full stock horse mare from Kelly. I uh, actually went to Texas last week and got her. So we've got some plans for her. Her This mare is by El Condo. Her mother is a satellite mare. Uh, her mother's by satellite. We've got some of our own bloodlines that we're excited right there. You know, satellites in there and Zorro's yeah. further back. Actually, Zorro's pretty far back. So we might could actually even breed her to Zorro and be okay. And th- that's crossed our mind. And then we have some other ideas, you know, and we'll just kind of have to see. I'm really excited about her. She's built really nice. You might see her on the polo cross field. So we uh, we just posted a picture. Uh, we have two yearlings now. We have the, the, the one by satellite and the one that we got last week from Kelly. We said we have his and her his and her uh, yearlings. There might be a competition about start getting broke of who's just better or something. So, But I can't train a horse. So I got Ashley on the DL to be my 
you know, backwoods trainer Ooh, there to kind of yeah. beat my wife there. I've got lots of big promises to Ashley to help me out with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. But yeah, we've thought about that. We've thought about the future. We think about what's next year look like. Right now, not counting the polo guy because we, we don't have confirmation, but this year we have 10 confirmed breedings to Zorro uh, this year. So next year, 10 Zorro babies are hitting the ground. Plus, whatever happens with these polo mares. So we could have, you know, up to 16. So that is Jeez. just, I mean, that's to me, that is just awesome. You know? And I think I, I might cry, man. I think your mom would be super proud of that. I think about her sometimes when I look out there at Zorro and I just, I hope that we're making her proud. And um, I, I think we are. And I think uh, I've done everything that I told her I would do up to this point that I can do. And I still have big plans and we have something we're working on that we'll have an, a big announcement later on this year, if everything comes to fruition for us. Uh, and it'll be exciting for polo cross and Australian stock courses. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Oh, awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. Speaking of my mom, um, she was just mad scientist. We had like, like you said, we just had a couple horses that were playing polo cross. One of them just happened to be ready to take in uh, an embryo transfer and mom did it without telling us. We didn't know for months that this mare was pregnant. So one of our only two polo cross horses was pregnant. My mom would definitely lie if it meant getting a horse pregnant. So that was like, you know, we had like family issues, like mom, you can't lie to us about this stuff. It actually broke the trust. And I always used to say she, she was breeding them like rabbits. She was like, we've got to get so many on the ground. She was doing embryo transfers. I just picture like two horses on cross ties and like tubes connected from one to the, I, I don't know how my mom was doing this. It was crazy. But yeah, just putting as many on the ground as possible. And I think for those that are listening that don't know, my mom passed away over a year ago and she's the one that brought the stock horses to the States in 2002. And she would be mighty proud of the, of you guys for what you've done, you know, just, and she had, like I said, this mad scientist thing where she would just do anything to get mares bred. And, you know, she would just give anything. It was more of a hobby. You know, she was not making a lot yeah. of money. She was just trying to get as many on the ground as she could. And she would do anything for the stock horses. And it benefited me, obviously, uh, having good horses. So I'm not going to complain, even though we were always competing with the horses and she would lie about the horses, you know, we did benefit. So I'm not going to complain about that. I'm guessing, and this was, you know, when she had passed, she'd probably help breed and put on the ground 30 horses that uh, had either, most of them had played polo cross, but just helped breed and have that many on the ground. And so for the last two years, for what you've done, I mean, does, does that sound right, Charles? I think. I think you're cutting her short, man, because uh, Karen and I were actually just looking at it last night as what's registered for Zorro right now. He's got 19 registered, which is very short. But, you know, not everybody not everybody cares about papers or registration. Satellite has how many, Ashley, eight or 10 registered yeah. on the stock course yeah. website. So, I mean, that right there puts you right at 30. And then you've got the ones that people haven't registered. And there's some that we know that are out there that people that we've talked to or that we tracked down through you or Aaron told us, Hey, this person's got this horse. You know, I know there's one or two up in North Carolina, South Carolina area. They're not registered, but they're, it's a Zorro baby. One of them's a satellite baby. You're probably closer to 40. It's not a big number off, but I mean, I think maybe 40 plus that she was responsible for, which really laid the groundwork for us to do what we're doing. I'm really riding your mom's coattails. I mean, yeah, we, we advertise a lot. We've donated to the World Cup and all that to get stuff out there. But your mom did all the homework and the, the groundwork for us to just kind of take these two horses, kind of run with them. 
and that's kind of what we've done. And like I said, I think she'd be proud of it, but I'm so thankful that she did what she did. I mean, she's made my job and Ashley's job so much easier for us just because of, like you said, she was the mad scientist kind of breeding anything that she could to put horses out there, first cross stock horses, and, and look what you've got out of that now. I mean, you've got some amazing, amazing animals out there. You know, I think of the Zorro babies. You have Rosa. Renee also has Zeke, which is a, turning into be an awesome little horse. You've got Zima, Zenith, uh, you've got satellite, Special, you've got Satellite Babies or Clips and Moonshine, Yahtzee up in Minnesota. I mean, there's so many of these stock horses that are even, they're, they're their first crosses. They're just awesome horses across the board. And it's just so exciting to know that we have that. We took it, we got it from your mom. Yeah, we, we, we do do some, some homework, but our job's easy now. Your mom kind of put the babies out there and people put the work into them. And now people are really realizing, hey, if you play polo cross or polo you want one of these babies doesn't really matter which one you really can't go wrong right. if you ask my wife she's a little biased to satellite because she rides him and plays him i mean i'd be happy to ride either one of them we're just excited and just really blessed and fortunate to be a part of it and the way it all worked out was just so crazy that that we did get both of them still laugh giggle to myself sometimes when i think about calling your mom and just talking to her and she's just like she was kind of soft-spoken and quiet and she just i'm sure she hung up and told your dad or aaron like this is crazy man he's just psycho here it's just funny but everything we have been able to do the past two years is because she put all the homework in news alert this just in from the apa's own statistician paul johnson according to paul's database 63 Australian stock horses have played polo cross in the USA. This relies on the owner putting the breed down correctly, so it may be more actually. Also, some in the database are actually from Yahoo Stud from Canada. You could say that nearly 70 ASH horses have played so far in North America. There are also many that are here that haven't played yet. There are a lot of young ones up and coming, but not yet hit the field. Paul also states that there have been 175 total horse awards given to Australian stock horses here. It was funny because when we went to Australia, we, we talked about like, hey, we need to bring some stock horse mares home. And I was like, man, I don't even know what that would cost. So then we were texting Kelly and was like, hey, Kelly, before we do something stupid at the World Cup <laughs> and we buy a bunch of horses, how much does it cost to ship one home? You know? So then she started giving us the ins and outs. You get over there and you see those stock horses and they're playing in the World Cup. And even, you know, somebody had told us, hey, go watch the, the bear stock games. And sometimes those are better than the World Cup games. And that's the truth. Those are guys that have been playing on the same team with the same the same three guys or same three ladies and they've been playing for five years or eight years or some of them 15 years together those guys they know what they're doing their horses are just amazing you see those stock horses and you're like man if i ever win the lottery <laughs> i'm just going over there and we're bringing a boat home you know a, a boatload of them home of mares and studs that just bring them over here and just start handing them out because these horses i just can't say enough about just the mentality that they had they're so i hate to say willing to please because they're they're not like a like a timid horse, they want to have a job. They want to learn. Ashley can tell you, when we brought Zorro home from Pennsylvania from, from your mom, I don't know, Ashley, what was it, like three weeks or so, a month? We kind of gave him some time to settle. And Ashley talked about, uh, we talked to your sister, Erin, about uh, riding him. And, oh, yeah, he's broke, you know. And we kind of were like, okay, well, when was the last time he was rode? A year ago. And so we, we were kind of cautious because, you know, he's a stud. And, you know, he hasn't been rode in a year. And he's in a new place. Ashley brought the saddle out. And that dude's eye just lit up. You could see it. 
And Ashley yeah. will tell you, I'll let her tell the story. It was just, it was awesome that he was happy to have something to do that day. And she wrote him and I'll let Ashley just take over from here and tell you the story about, you know, what she did and, and why his babies are the way they are. Like Charles said, we were like, well, we don't know when he was road last. So let's see what Can't he does. Can't trust people. Can't trust people. Right. So, you know, we did take him out and I put him on a lunge line just because we're like, well, you know, maybe we'll see what he does. And he, I don't even think, I don't even think, he was just have, so excited he prancing around he was like everybody look at me i'm i'm got a saddle on now he was fine and he put the bridle on ste- stepped in the stirrup and he was like all right let's go walked right off i mean he doesn't know me for nothing at this point because we just got him and i mean he was he was the coolest thing i mean like charles said i, I mean he probably hadn't been rode in a while and right. never never wanted to play he was immediately was go to work head down, stop, back up, roll out. I mean, he was he was ready to go play yeah. or do something. Yeah, I mean, he and never then, offered a fuck or anything. It was just amazing. He hasn't he's a a 19-year-old stud. He hasn't been ridden and we didn't know how long. He's in a new place. He doesn't know Ashley or myself from Adam. And, you know, we bring a saddle out and you could tell he like, he's like looking at it. He's like, he knew. And I mean, I don't know, Ryan, how many times he's had a saddle on. I know you guys have ridden him pretty good when he was younger and, and done some work in equitation. And maybe even did, I think Aaron said you might've cut some cows on him or something at one time. But yeah. I mean, that dude knew and he knew. He was so excited to have a saddle, and it was just cool just to to see how excited he was to be that day. I really feel bad that we don't get to ride him more. I mean, you know, he's got a job kind of February through June, and then polo yeah yeah, july now you know and then polo cross in the early spring and fall takes over for us kind of fattened back up and he stays in that field right behind the house he's kind of my baby even though he's not a baby you know i want to be able to see him and keep an eye on him uh, every day make sure he's he's good and and you know karen's got satellite and and he's in in the field kind of caddy corner to the house so they're both well looked after you can tell they're happy that where they're at i have this story um we brought to a cpc tournament this was early 2000 first when we got him probably within a couple years of that and he umpired all weekend right then this guy fletcher crimbering was umpiring on him all of a sudden he decided he was done he needed to get back to his mare and he bucked fletcher off and ran right back to the stall where he came from to be with his mare not well managed stallion at polo cross tournament it was at the harness track so it's got stalls and everything but my mom was crazy but she had him out there umping all weekend no problems and then all of a sudden he's like ah I'm done. I need to get back to my mare. Yeah. But it's amazing. I mean, he didn't get ridden a lot. And, you know, that's kind of the, sometimes you look at a stallion like, oh, that's sad. They're just kind of out in the paddock. But yeah, once you got on him, he, he wanted to do something. He wanted a job. He, he's super mm. athletic and talented. You know, when, when we got him, it was November of 2018. We kind of hit the ground running as best as we could with the little amount of knowledge that we had. The good thing is my wife and Ashley can keep a horse happy and fat. So Karen's reigning horse is like 26 years old, and he is, he's my son, Parker's, he's six. He's his polo cross horse. So we've been talking about Karen Road, Peppy, and then so many younger kids in our club, Stacy's kids, Garrett and Jocelyn Upshaw, those kids have just turned into some amazing young players. They rode Peppy, so we're hoping here after breeding season's over, we'll kind of give him a break for a month or so. And then we're going to do some round pin work with them. And I don't really want to bring him a lot of places, but I do want to kind of put him out there and, and work him some more and keep him in good shape so that, you know, he, he's got still a long, prosperous stud life ahead of him. And, and, you know, he's 20 this year, but counts are still good. His motility's still good. We're getting a lot of mares pregnant. So he's still good. We, we've got, right. you know, we're 
excited about him, not on the on the decline yet or anything like that. So if you're out there listening, Zorro babies are still they're still coming plenty, especially next year. We like like I said, we'll have three of them here at our farm next year. Can't keep them all, even though we want to. You know that's the bad thing when you have stud like this and you have some brood mares that you're you're really happy with and you're really proud of. You're like, man, this horse. Zorro's gonna make a nice baby. And you think you're like, well, that one in Zorro's baby's gonna be really nice. And then they're born and they're they've got some chrome on them, you know, they're kind of flashy or whatever, like the little the little colt is that we have this year. He's got a little blaze face and he's got some white stockings and he just got Zorro written all over him. And you're like, Man, that thing's gonna be good looking when he grows up and I might have to keep him and ride him. And then what about that one whenever she has it next spring? And so it's like, Oh gosh, I gotta start working more or something, you know. I gotta get a second job to to keep all these and we gotta start buying more land or something <laughs> so we're really excited for what we've got we're really excited for what coming especially next year for our babies and we're excited for all the people and for the people that listen that bred with us this year i want to say thank you you're helping me live out a dream people do the math and they think oh man they're making a lot of money we really don't make that much money by the time we pay vet bills and and all that stuff for all for the horses and, and that kind of stuff. So it's, and it's not about money for us. It's about promoting something that we, we love, putting these nice horses out here like we've talked about. And I want to say thank you to all those great people. And there's some babies coming next year, some Zorro babies to some great families that we are very excited about. Off the top of my head, I can't remember them all, so I, I don't want to call any names. Ashley knows that's her thing. But, I mean, there's, there's just going to be some great babies coming from some great mares. You know, that's what this is all about, right? So we want to put some good horses out there and and help pull across and help the australian stock course keep going from there ever since we sold the studs to you guys now i'm the only keystone stud left <laughs> apparently <laughs> i'm trying to get my wife pregnant my motility's good oh, which is God. good but <laughs> no but now i'm not competing with these horses anymore she's shaking her head but uh <laughs> no but i've been called the keystone stud which was uh it, it's a nice yeah so that's it I, I don't have any other questions i really appreciate this hearing the whole story hearing the success that you've had it's been honored to be your friend both of you to know you be a part of this and i look forward to the next five years i can't yeah. wait to get out there Thank see you. your farm got plenty of land it's beautiful out there you've taken good care of them i'm sure jeremy's been a big part of it as well i think you've been looking up at jeremy quite a bit say hi jeremy what's going on hey jeremy <laughs> jeremy is uh i don't think he's in love with the horses and polo cross as much as we are so he tolerates us pretty well is karen there i know she's shy karen is she, here. She, her in. I don't will know she, she say she hello like, all she has to do is say hello <laughs> Just so, say hello. Oh, she's coming up with excuses. It's not live. There's no video. Just say hello real quick. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell her you'll edit it out, but she really won't, right? <laughs> hey, Karen. How are you? I'm good. Did I hear some exciting news a while ago? Uh, no. 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 Oh, okay. I'm trying. Oh, trying. Okay. The We're trying. My motility's good. <laughs> Keystone said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little nervous because, man, uh, when you asked me to do this, I was like, why does he want to talk to me? He's had Joy Poole and he's had Leslie Plant and Rob Shuttles, you know, and Billy Shuttles. I mean, come on, who can follow <laughs> Billy and follow that? Like, there's no way. I hope we get some good laughs out of this at least. Well, I'm talking to the top breeding farm for polo grass horses in the United States. That's saying something. Well, we appreciate it. And again, we want to thank all 
all of the people that bred to the studs this year. We couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, we love the game of polo cross. We're excited. We're re- we were really bummed. COVID kind of took over the whole world for a while and just put everything on pause. Which hey, it worked out because we had several people call us. We're not playing polo cross, so we're going to breed. And I was like, hey man, that's what I want to hear. You know, <laughs> it worked out good. And, and then Ashley was just busy, busy, busy this spring. She takes all the phone calls and she does all the scheduling and she's arranging with the vet and she's going and talking to Zorro and telling him, hey man, you, you got to do three times this week. You can't, you can't just get by with one like last week. It was funny. It kept us busy, but we enjoy it. Like I said before, we're really excited. We're excited for uh, the future. We're excited for the babies that we're, that the, a lot of the people that bred with us this year are going to have next year. You know, we had 19 outside bred last year. Now, not all the because some of those were that the, the polo horse had satellite baby. We we sent some outside semen. Actually, and some of that was the semen that uh, when we got Zorro that your mom had the two studs that she had from Australia that her friend Rob uh, had sent. We had one of those babies, Zach Colbert. He's starting to do some some stock horse breeding. He he's in love with it, and he's a vet. What better place to have stock horses in the hands of a vet like that? And same thing with Kelly Campbell. You know, Renee Thompson does a great job of breeding. Melissa Maine up in Montana doing some awesome things. There's some great horses out there and there's some great people putting great horses out and it's, it's very exciting and we're just glad to be a part of it and we're excited to be involved with polo cross and the the many wonderful wonderful people that we've met in polo cross i was telling the story of rob and everybody's always been so helpful even jackie MacArthur up in canada we talked to her we met her for in person the first time at the world cup and you know we talked to her from time to time about breeding and so she's been super helpful so everybody awesome. you know yeah. that, that yeah she's great so they care about the stock horse they care about the future of it here in well north america with her up there it's an awesome thing and we're just blessed and very excited to be a part of it thanks for your time today i appreciate you these uh, couple of hours to share with you thanks for being on the podcast you well, guys have a good night yeah you too thanks for having us on we appreciate thanks. it all right have a good night all right you too talk to you thanks for listening to this episode i hope you're able to feel the love charles has for his horses my family is so proud that we came to know him and karen and are so excited for the future here on chugga talk we appreciate your feedback have you enjoyed the show do you have questions or comments please rate and review on apple Podcasts. for a chance to be featured on the show leave a voicemail by finding the send voicemail sidebar button on polocrossmadesimple.com for more polocross coaching go to polocrossmadesimple.com you'll find ebooks on how to become a great player and even on how to become a great coach find me on facebook and instagram until next time have a good one